Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, everyone. Welcome to, well, no, no, it's not right on radio. It's actually celebrity survivor dating. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don't know where this came Okay, so this is right on radio, and <laughs> just a little bit of an inside joke there. Um, <laughs> well, right on radio, listen, you're in for a real treat today. Uh, as always, I've got Jesse with me, and uh, today we're really, really glad to have uh, Claire Hawking O'Kell on, and also Madison Marquette. Uh, we talked about her on the show on Tuesday. And she's graciously come on, even though we talked about her on Tuesday. <laughs> so, uh, but I think they were favorable comments anyways. Uh, but listen, we're, because I think most of the interview is going to focus on you, Madison, I really want to start with the British bird over there. <laughs> um, I, I, I just can't believe I'm on this show. It's just, um, it's the best comedy sketch ever. I'm loving it. <laughs> I really should have recorded the outfit. date, man, Claire. So <laughs> you're not a survivor, but hey, you, you know, you just. I'm a survivor of this program. I'm a survivor of the program. <laughs> you have not gotten all the way to the end. Yeah, and that is a lot. <laughs> this is like Spinal Tap, where the drummer explodes at the end. <laughs> I'm a survivor. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, what would you like to know about me? Obviously, I've got humor. You've got that. Well, listen, uh, you've you've been in this fight for a few years, so I'd just like to, just a kind of a brief overview of how you got into it, Claire, and then I really want you to talk about the site you're building as well. Okay, well, basically, um, in my 30s, I decided to um, spend less time working. I built up myself um, some businesses and property developing and houses, so I rented lots of my houses out and decided, right, I'm going to put all my money into people on the streets because the bottom line is the the country is very corrupt and the money does not go where it needs to go they're not you don't get people off the streets once they're on the streets and especially the veterans which is just shocking it's just shocking because they're supposed to have a system but it doesn't work so i started working and getting people off at my own money extracting them getting them off addiction and then they'd go into next step into a house etc etc then i realized a lot of people that have been on the streets probably eight out of ten have been abused then i got friendly with a lady that was ex-military that's been out in iraq who was very interesting and she'd done seven years training on satanic cults and abuse and then what happened was I, it came about that cases started to come to me. It was so, it went from one thing to completely or the other end of the spectrum. And then I realised a lot of this was going on in social, through social services, um, parliament. I did, did a lot of digging. To cut a long story short, I then got involved with her further and I then met Madison. Didn't know Madison, that's what yeah. happened really. I got to grips with her and... I decided for my safety in the UK, it would be easier if I gave Madison some of my cases to look at and she gave me hers because it meant then I had American family, I call it as a safety net because the UK, you never know who's after you because I've had lots of death threats. So um, 
that's how I got involved with Madison. And then I recently built the greatbushesbird.org, which is, it's going to be going live in the next couple of days. And on that site, it's just a very standard basic site. So it's easy for kids or anybody to get on. You can actually get, get involved and actually connect to the American Intel or the UK Intel or Europe Intel. And it means that if anybody's got a problem or they're struggling or they're strung out and they don't feel they can trust anyone and they don't want to go through the police force or any government officials, they can come to us and we can keep it completely safe and help them, which is what and we're we here do to have do. A team. Yeah. We have a team on both sides. Yeah, yeah sorry, I that. we'll have to talk about it, but Jesse, I, I maybe see, uh, you know, the Illuminate the Darkness team maybe getting involved in some capacity as well, you know, yeah. together we stand, but we'll, we'll work out some logistics of it. So thank you for that, Claire. And, uh, you know, it's especially when you see the SRA survivors, it just, it's, it, yeah, listen, if you don't get up, if you see that and you don't get up and do something about it, you know, what do you, when you stand in front of the Lord on that day, mm. you know, he's going to say, I showed you, what did you do? Yeah. You know, do you know Jeff, I, I came into this, you know, obviously I was always, I've always been very kind and I've had a good inner light and the belief in helping people, but I came into, into Jesus later in my life, but I couldn't have survived even the things I've seen, never mind people have been gone through it. And um, that's what's given me the armor to cope to talk to him all the time because uh, you couldn't cope. I mean, one of the first cases I saw was a child, a 12 months old little girl and her brother was three and a half and they're both black and torn. You know, the, the, it's just terrible, terrible when you think what's going on in social services in the UK. And it's all linked to government. Yeah. They say it's America. not, but it is. Well, she needs to tell you like her, her thread is high because they know where she lives. Like she doesn't say that, but <clears throat> I'll say it for her. Cause she's in this fight and this battle and she's on the front lines and you know, they're dr dropping coffins off at her house and stuff. And so, you know, she is in the front lines. She may be modest about it, but I'm going to say she is really fighting this fight with us for America, just like we are for the UK. Well, I just want our government taken down. I want the, uh, the good ones to stay and the new <laughs> government bill. And I want Donald Trump to come and clean our backyard when he's finished his own. And then we run it like we should run it as patriots together. And humanity should be run by the people. The, the common man on the street should be able to run the country. Anyone should be able to, if they've got the passion to, and help each other. And we all need to do, show a lot more love and help each other. So it sounds... And we can't be complacent like we have been in the past. Uh, look, there, there's not many that are left in government anywhere that are going to remain. No, they can't. No. they can't. No. Well, even if they've not been involved with it, they've taken backhanders, haven't they? Oh, yeah, of course that's... they have. Yeah. Of course yeah. they have. And they've known the elections are rigged. Like we had uh, we had one of our guests on. She goes, every one of them knows. Even the ones you think they're good, they know that they're rigged, right? Yeah, it, absolutely. It has never been a fair, and you've never had a choice. Right and left is just a way to divide people. Do you know something, Jeff, when I first saw Donald Trump, do you know what I loved about him? Because he wasn't a politician. I was in awe of him because he spoke from the heart. He genuinely meant what he said and he's got the conviction to follow it through. And if somebody doesn't like him, well, it's just hard cheese. He's not bothered because he's there to do the job and stop corruption. And I love that about him. Such a great, and well, his whole family is amazing. Yeah. And he's done more to combat uh, human trafficking than anyone. I yeah, think in the history of the world. Absolutely. You know, and Jesse's been directly involved in some of those operations as well. So, you know, we, we know for a fact that this has been happening.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Madison, let, let's get to your story. Um, part of what intrigued me from the first interview you did, you said something that, you know, we know child services and we know the Red Cross and all these organizations and certainly anything with world in the title is, is corrupt. Yeah. But, um, but you said that the porn industry is the biggest traffickers in the world. And that was a bit of a shocking statement to me personally. So uh, how big is the porn industry with this? And, and are most people in it being trafficked? You know, it's a global, the porn industry is global, right? You can do a click on any country anywhere in the world and you can click on and there's porn, right? Now I know girls in the industry talk about them. They're friends of mine that they are in the industry. They are getting paid for it, but there is severe abuse from them that they get. I mean, and they'll tell you stories and I won't tell their stories because I respect them and love them enough to not you know, put their stories out there. But if you talk to them, they'll talk about the abuse that they endure in the porn industry, but they have been in it for so long, they don't know how to get out. And maybe they're getting paid more than they would a normal job. But I do would say that probably 95% of the women in the porn industry are being trafficked. And I do know men that were trafficked as well that I'm friends with, where they traffic the men through as well. And People and I've talked about this before. The trafficking goes not only in the porn industry; it's going through mega churches, it's going through Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood and the porn industry and the music industry is all intertwined, and so that's why I say it's the biggest trafficking, next to probably child protective services, right underneath it is the porn industry. And because you have to have continuous content to put up online and people that are addicted to porn, and I've talked about this before, are you'll maybe start start watching normal porn, right? And then you escalate to like worse porn and either whether that's torture or abuse or to child or, or you want them younger and younger. And so for men or women or whoever watches it, it escalates and then it escalates in marriages too, right? Because they think that that's what's normal and that's what you're supposed to do. And it's not about connecting as a husband and wife. So that's why I say it's the biggest one. And cause I've seen it. I mean, I was trafficked through it for almost a decade and you know, I didn't even know that what was happening wasn't normal, you know, until a therapist tells you like this, that that's not normal, or this is human trafficking or modern day slavery, all of these words that I use now, I have no idea what those were, when you're getting out, because you just are so broken, and abused that you just don't even know who's telling you the truth and who's not. So, so tell me about the power structures, like how how is this thing kept together? Uh, is, is there common chords? Sure. So I talk about Derek Hayes. Um, so he owned a porn industry or a porn, not a porn industry. He owned um, LA Direct Models, which was the top um, porn agent in LA. There were other agents as well. Um, I think that, I can't remember the, some of the names, but Derek was the main one. And so Derek was the main supplier in Los Angeles. And Derek has been indicted. He got indicted. I believe it was last year in in June. I I might have the dates off, but it was um, last year, a few months after the scandemic Rolling Stones did an article about it. So he was indicted and he would supply. So when it first, when I started getting trafficked, I was just doing normal porn 
right? And he was just, you know, pimping me out in the porn industry. And then as I got more popular, it started to go through the mega church pastors in Orange County and LA. And then it started outskirting against uh, across state lines. Then as I got even more popular, it started going to celebrities. And so, you know, how it all works, I don't know. What's crazy, and, and I said this before when I tell my story, is I used to think I was going crazy when the scamdemic happened. I kept having deja vu. And then when I started like talking it through, I'm like, I heard their plans from some of these globalists and that kind of stuff because they just think that you're going to die, right? Or you're going to be in that life forever. And so how it all works. I mean, I couldn't tell you, I can tell you what I've experienced in that Derek, but I say now looking back and on the outside and in my forgiveness stage here and I'm forgiven all of them. I do think Derek was the low hanging fruit because Derek's not in any tribunal or anything. He is in a normal court. And so I think that the celebrities and the globalists threw Derek to the wolves and, you know, he's from the UK. It's like, let's give them him. So we're not prosecuted or this doesn't go into the news so let's throw them Derek and Ron Jeremy and move forward if that makes sense so when when you were being shuffled around and, and you started getting a higher end people and you had mentioned one name of an actor Tom H mm-hmm. we'll say yeah um, were they in like uh, without getting graphic it, was it a normal experience with them or were they would they want eccentric sort of stuff i mean i think it was depending on the client i mean the one that you just mentioned i mean i've said this a lot my first interaction with him was walking in and he punched me in the face and so i cannot tell you that there was any celebrity other than celebrities that didn't buy me or ones that i know now that i know are good and are are in the fight um that either it was very torturous or there were different things that they were doing. I mean, a very abusive, it was never just normal. And I, I mean, this, this might sound crazy or I don't know if I can say this we're on live, but it's like, they couldn't get it up if it wasn't, you know, torturous that that's just how it was for them. So Jesse speak to that for a second, because, you know, the first thing they do is they throw a punch something like that where does this come from jesse well i think you know they're trained to do that violence some of the individuals you're naming um you know especially tom h are hierarchy people so they would have been you know born into a bloodline family they would have gone through programming um you know starting at a young age which the boys are taught at a young age you know to have that sexual allure and to be very violent um, in that. And depending, you know, if they're using magic with that or not, sorry, I've got a fly that's bothering me today. But um, yeah, so they would use that with the magic and everything too. Um, But that lust for the violence, you know, behind that, you've got the spiritual forces that they're also connected to from a young age. And those, those demons require that blood and the violence and the gore and so for some of them, it's the, you know, I call it quotas where, you know, the, the way the system works is that, you know, you choose um, sexual sins is one of the ways you can meet quotas. Those have to be videotaped so that, you know, the porn industry kind of gets a double, you know, 
uh, we'll call it double credit there because for people who need to have quotas, you know, not only do they get to participate in the act, but it's videotaped, which they have to turn in. Um, and, uh, you know, with those quotas, it like, just as you were explaining medicine, it would start off with simple things like it could be just be regular pornography. And then eventually it's going to get to the graphic porn where they're committing ritual murder, you know, and doing sex magic at the same time. And they'll, you know, so, yeah. And one thing that's curious as well, uh, when, and, and again, we're just focusing on the porn industry and some of the clientele right now. Would would this clientele be hiding it from their wives or are their wives complicit? I can tell you that some of their wives were complicit. And, you know, I haven't outed the wives at this point just yet because, I mean, some partaked and some just knew and were there. And I know that they were there because I saw them. And so, you know, and some weren't, you know, and I, and I, listen, I've been married and divorced now, but you, as a married person, you know what your husband's doing. You like, you know, there's, there's, you're married, you're spending every day together that you can't hide it. And so I really don't believe that they didn't know. And if they didn't, they were so blinded or didn't want to see it because it, it was, it would probably be too much for them to handle. Can't say all of them, but I know the ones that have, I mean, and one is Tom H. I mean, she's like, she knew and, and she, you know, is going to be right alongside him as well. Yeah. Yeah. I ran a, across that a lot too, where the wives were used for the grooming, especially with the children. Yeah. Um, they would be overseeing things. And then they also, you know, would be afterwards more of the threat, you know, where it's like, you know, he's a good man. He treated you well. Don't, you know, do you tell anybody or the consequences? And, you know, sometimes they were the ones dealing out the punishment or the consequences. Right. It's like the Stockholm syndrome, you know, like the, where the wives are, it, it's like, don't tell anyone. So we did this and now don't tell anyone. It's like the wives are more, are more worried about the, what's the word, the presentation of who they are in the media, as opposed to caring. It was just, you better stay quiet and keep quiet. I mean, it started off very quickly for me with Derek. I mean, that's when I started to be trafficked and went for help and got gang raped on camera, he knew every person in my life. He knew who they were. He knew their names, their numbers, their addresses, every single person, even people I didn't even care about. And it was like, well, then I'm going to have to do this because if I don't, then, and then it went through that the whole time, just like Jess said, it's, it is, it's a grooming process because women and, are and women. I'll bet they, you that he got that information from local authorities. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, well, I know that because when I was being trafficked, it was, I mean, listen, I support our police. I say it, but there are very, a lot of corrupt police as well. And they, I was bought and sold by the commissioner of LA. And it's like, again, and they're, they like it to me when they would do it, they would say, this is me, like who they were at that point, when you're going through this process and doing however many videos a day and, and privates, or you're getting locked up for a week or two weeks or however long it might be, they like to say who they are. It gives them this power over you. And it did. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, this is a police officer. And here I am going to be in a horrific scenario at this point in time, you know? Yeah. yeah and and they so get the pride too, you know, that they, that 
you know, that they're doing you a favor, the high, you know, they pick higher and higher and worse and worse people in the system. Mm -hmm. And the worse that the person is, or the higher level they are in the Luciferian system, you know, the more favor they, you know, they're doing you, but in, in retro. Oh, we've lost Jesse. So Claire, I wanted to say something to you because as you know, you and I are kind of newer to this. We didn't experience it personally. Uh, one of the things that I found completely shocking was how the women are involved and how the women are the main recruiters and groomers. Like it, it, just, it's, it seems almost impossible to me that a woman could do that to another woman. Or children. Or yes. You just, yeah, because I mean, I've got some cases at the moment that uh, one of them um, has just gone over to The Hague, but I can't actually talk too much about that case, but there's another one that's just come about. And um, the the girl that's in question with me, it's Hillary Clinton that took her kids and satanized them. So um, that case at the moment, I'm really, I've got my, my researchers on at the moment. I'm happy to say her name. So, uh, but it's just shocking when you see what goes on. They, they abused this girl abused her and abused her um and then took her kids off her and satanized the kids as well and kept the kids in the cult and she's trying to get them back well i i've seen moment. what killary can do because i saw the video that was on the laptop yeah and, and these, I, these kids you, are still alive at the moment believe it or not they're actually still alive in in not in her cult now but in another cult but they're still alive so hopefully they've kept the heads down and done what they needed to do to get through you know rather than cry or complain sadly sadly that's the way it is but the girl in question she's in hiding in another country and um she reached out to through the email address i said to you about and the guys behind that email address are some navy seals that do extractions for myself and other people satanic extractions from families when when you need to get kids out yeah wow they're really good i don't know the faces i only know the main guy's face i don't know the others um but i know that they've worked for um some very important people in the past getting children safe let's say how is your caseload do you have are you overwhelmed with cases right now um I, i can't trust anybody else other than my team to look through them um and there's a team of three and if it's an abuse case they just like I give them a letter that they're allowed to put on and I know it diverts them through the channel to the right people because obviously the problem I have at the moment is you get I'm getting a lot of people sending intelligence but it's not confirmed intelligence you'll get cases but then you'll get people saying I know this is happening and I've seen this happening this that the other but then it's going to take us a lot of time to go and do that work um and I know this sounds quite bonkers what I'm going to say to you but I have different ways of approaching stuff And I'm going to throw it out there. Okay, so um, there's different ways you can approach getting intelligence. You can either go the normal route and get on the on the ground and get people involved, which I do. I've got some very nice guys in London that help me and go and get intelligence for me. Or I have another route, which um, it works. And that sounds crazy, but we all have our own quantum system in us. And we all have different gifts, whether it be prophecy or manifesting or different things. And I have a, a few, two men and a woman, all, and they're in different places all over the world. But if I give them um, 
a picture. They can give me information on where these people are and stuff. I know you're going to think it's bonkers, but it's true. No, we don't think it's bonkers. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, so we, I have a fast track, let's say. And so anyone that sends me any intelligence through that's not got any intelligence on it, I send it to my, I call them my elders, and nobody knows who they are. I send it to them, and then if they come up with the same answers to me, that's cool. And then I get some ground cover work done then. That's how it works. Yeah, listen, believe it or not, uh, like, you know, remote viewing is not a hard skill to learn. Yeah. You know, and and it really does work. We listen. The uh, the militaries all around the world use this. It's it's not a secret anymore. Yeah. And yeah, listen. Yeah. If you if you have really talented viewers, um, that's absolutely a good way to do it. Um, I just pray a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I know that I I I don't do that, Jeff. But I have those people that came out and said they'd help me. And that's how it came about. And, and then it worked. So what happened is I then I had I kept having dreams about some um dumbs in London near Heathrow. And so I kept seeing visions of what I saw. And then I told my colleague, let's say it was in another country about it, and then he he got me locations, actually coordinates. And then I sent that through to somebody I knew to America because I understand with what's going on in the, and these were still active dumps, by the way. Um, but I understood that what's going on in those dumps is not something we can fight on on normal people. So it's it's a different different fight for another day for different people. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse could probably speak to that. But yeah, that was a lot of my abuse did interconnect with the dumb bases under. Um, of certain unsaid people but um you know and that's uh, we've talked about like the looking glass project and the remote viewing and everything on this show and stuff and um sorry i got this little fly going around but um so you know with that it is it's really hard when the kids are stuck in those dumb bases and you're dealing with kids that are being used for experiments or government projects so mm -hmm. that's been a lot of my work especially with the veterans um it is really hitting hard with you know the the stuff that we know and saying hey you know these bases these locations this is what they're doing to the vets and the children in these programs and they are hiding that knowledge that there's children being used on the bases beyond um you know the issue of trafficking or pornography or other things you know, they are being used for governmental experiments or they're being sold and bought as weapons between the countries. So, you know, we've been creating awareness about those issues. I think too is with the DOMS, I mean, people realize it's through these mega churches in LA. It's like, you know, you think that it's just, or Heathrow, you know, it's a huge airport where people are flying in and out of, you know, it's people don't realize it's our backyard. Like the, this, this trafficking mm -hmm. isn't just in random places or in like low income, like places. It is literally in rich neighborhoods, mm -hmm. in mega churches. I mean, it's all over. And so 
that's where it's like telling our stories is to really wake people up of like, listen, this could be your next door neighbor that's doing this. And you don't, you're not even opening your eyes to see that that this is happening because it is. And I always say, you know, when Donald Trump um, kept getting the ventilators for this scamdemic, I'm not going to say it because probably get kicked off. But when he kept getting the ventilators, it had nothing to do with those you know what patients it had to do with getting the kids that were in the tunnels so that because they had never seen the light of day they needed to breathe that is what that operation was <laughs> just like operation warp speed is about getting these kids it has nothing to do with the va whatever you know absolutely i call it so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel that. Um, yeah, can we all say that he lied? Just, you know, I just want to say that on here. Can I just say something? The, the thing is, Jeff, what blew it away for me was because I've never been involved in any of that side of it. I mean, I've just anchored myself in Christ and that's it, in my prayers and stuff. And then when this one particular person came up and said, look, you know, I can help you do this. And they were giving me information. And then, I have, as I say, now it's a couple more, but they don't know each other. I realized that, it's like a whole different ballgame. And then I was speaking to somebody not long ago, and I'm going to just say it. There's a guy's name that's a, a, a truther online that surname starts with Simon, and his surname's a P. And he's a British guy that talks really quite quiet like that. So I got told not long ago that he has about 200 people like myself and other people that are visionaries that give him the information, and then seemingly he goes to the FBI and decides what he's going to talk about. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, shouldn't have said that, should I? Uh, no, uh, no that was perfectly fine. Yeah, I think that's the reality of it. You know, a lot of them are operating. You know, they 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 use. You know, we'll just say Ma's book, Mind War. Um, you know, which is laced with sex magic and everything as a military manual. And mm. the reality is, is that you know they want to tell the public that these PSYOP missions, that this other way of communicating, you know, which is a God-given way of communication, um, you know, doesn't exist so that they can use it and people in the public are not using it or, you know, they discredit it. They say it doesn't exist, but they're operating mm -hmm. at that level every single day using this stuff. Um, which is Which why is they're why so we, hard sometimes to catch, you know, yeah, because you don't is, get the paper trail, you don't get the evidence. No, um, that's the thing. You know, because they're not that. communicating. Yeah. In those or they're scenes. so high up, they're hiding it. I mean, it's just like the yeah. policeman goes, it runs so high up. I mean, look at the fake, what do you call them in the big house? in washington what do you call them yeah. Jeff? Call him i the mean P it goes the pedotis the pedotis yeah the acting pedotis yeah, <laughs> i mean he is like it goes so high that it's like how do you take down i mean literally it's like taking down freaking demons i mean it, it that's what it is you are taking down demons you are taking down demons mm -hmm. and and we've been uh <laughs> jesse's had a specific project working on that and we have our army actually praying and finding out which demons are in which sectors and we're commanding them to leave and we're anointing the world through the project and all kinds of stuff but you know, what's interesting, Claire, uh, you dropped a, a show's name there. And about a month ago, well, since then, I've been teasing that, you know, the Lord literally gave me this big download this one night, he got me out of bed. And 
he gave me all kinds of sources. So there's a couple big shows like that and one you were on recently, you know, that seem to get this incredible intelligence. And the Lord gave me the same source. He showed me exactly where to go. And then he showed me which shows are using this information. Right. Because you see, the, the thing is, some of, out, some of us are out there as innocents, aren't we? We just think, oh, great, this person's given us intelligence. But then you realize that actually they're not very good, are they, underneath? Well, so, you know, it's there's a couple things that have to happen. I, I, within a month, I'm going to reveal everything I know. And I've talked to Jesse. Jesse's confirmed a lot of stuff. At least it makes sense to her as well. Um, but what's going to happen is I'm not going to name any of the shows or whatever, because I don't, that our bat, my battle isn't with these people and, and I don't yeah. know their hearts, their hearts could be in the right place. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when I reveal this thing, um, everyone's going to know, okay, they're, 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 mm. and it's going to be, yeah, I want to be on that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, this gonna be Is this going to be on the, the satanic dating show that I'm hosting with you? we've got to do this we've got to do this we'll do no a virtual date or something like that you know, you know. oh my gosh that would be so hilarious. Jeff and I have to meet with all these men initiates of the flame are any of them eligible bachelors yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna put a poll out today and i'm gonna say jess and i are both um survivors of abuse would you like to see a dating show of us two and how that looks like when we go on a date like we're not your normal civilian just hold on claire and jeff are going to be hosting it Clara I gotta put out there though that you know originally George and his buddy Dean George from the Reveal Report had an idea about something similar with this, but I don't think they had the survivor aspect. To it. <laughs> I think that's or the, the comedy. comedy. Yeah. I, I we think could they were really different. Serious. We could say survive a Zoom online date with someone that was the survivor because i'm telling you you'll never get through that no oh. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine oh someone that doesn't watch this type of show or that's not like you know a it has to be a normie yeah a normie <laughs> yeah. and then we're gonna be like so you know the acting patotis however you say it i said it wrong it's not real right just i mean come on this would be hilarious green screen joe we talk about survivor trust. Can I just say, Jeff, can I tell you something that's really funny? One of my friends um, that, that actually, as well, we, you're going to know soon enough, he's um, he's a very, very, very clever guy, but he's got a guy that does all the aesthetics and all the, the oh. masks and everything for these people, you know what I mean, the people. And then uh, yeah. he, he knows about all that. And I said to him, oh my God, let's all go to Biden. Let's all go to Biden. <laughs> and then he said, Hillary Clinton. I went, I'm not going to her. She's fat. I don't miss her. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not oh sorry, larger bones. Yeah. Sorry, larger bones. I'm from English. I apologize about that. So, um, so I just think it'd be really good that we could do it, Jeff, and we'll have masks on, you and I. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so I know how to make this work. I'm gonna make this happen, and 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 Jesse, you gotta take one for the team here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh good, Jesse. He said you, not me. So I okay. mean, <laughs> no, no, Madison, you're getting rung in oh, here too. Fine. Oh yeah, 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 no, no, Madison's definitely. Yeah, <laughs> he put out the poll. <laughs> 
if Jess, all right, I, if Jess sees I it, know the I'm format. In. Claire, you and I are going to talk. I know exactly how to do this. It's going to be <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Definitely. We can do it, something like, not comic relief, we can do it for charity. We can do it for charity, don't we? The whole thing. <laughs> I and love the charity, it. Yeah, the charity is obviously the single girl. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I'm in for, I'm only in if Jess is in. Celebrity Survivor Dating. Oh my God. This is going to be so much fun. I'm going to have to start another channel. Oh yeah, but why don't you? We could, the Claire and Jeff channel. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right, let's get back to taking down the cabal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am taking it down, Jeff. You don't know, but I'm, I'm in the fight. Oh, uh, I know. And and listen, I, I wanted to get to that. So listen, I, I we didn't go as deep into the, into the porn stuff, and I didn't want the details. I just wanted to paint a really ugly picture yeah. so people don't support it because yeah. there's a lot of people getting hurt. And and by the way, and none of that stuff is normal. And I'll even make a comment because it was on mainstream media. Tucker Carlson, probably a year ago, I guess, had a person who was fighting the porn industry. And she was saying exactly what you said, Madison. She said, listen, people start out watching normal porn. And then all of a sudden they're into kids. Like it's, it's, there's a yeah. satanic spirit about this thing. And, uh, and Jeff, if I can say anything, when people, if they're watching it or you're addicted to it, this is what I always say is, Look at the girl. Well, if you're watching child, it, I don't call it child porn. I hate that term because it's not, ch children cannot consent to porn. Half the time women aren't consenting to it. It's child abuse and and, rape, and that's it. So, yeah. but look, if, a, if you're watching a woman or, or a man, look at their eyes. I mean, really, you can tell a lot from someone's eyes and probably the majority of the time, nine and a half times out of 10, you can see that that woman is being hurt and harmed in that video because her eyes are just like, she's just not there, you know? And how prevalent is the drugs and things like, do they keep the, do they keep the actors really drugged up? So when I was doing it, cause I was very feisty in the beginning. I mean, I, I fought, like I, I had a lot of fight towards the end. I, I had given up, but I had a lot of fight and they do either give you a drink and then there's something in it, or they have needles where they just shoot it in your butt or your arm or whatever. So you will start like laughing on a video or you'll start like, you're not acting normal. And so then you are like really high and I can't even tell you what they gave me. I mean, I don't, people always ask like, well, what'd they give you? I'm like, I don't know. I just knew that one of the things for me when I was in the industry, um, a girl that I absolutely love, I write about her in my book. She, they told me she had died. And I knew at that point I needed to control my emotions. And the only way to like, to have any type of control was to control my emotions. And anytime my emotions were out of control, it was because they, they injected something to me. And I, it's, you're like in an alternative reality. You're already in an alternative reality by being trafficked, but then you, they drug you up and you're, so it is very prevalent. And of course there was cocaine and everything around when you're being, prostituted through the parties and that kind of stuff because they want to show off yeah you know, yeah. yeah look at us cocaine but, and all that is like the you know the the big thing or doing like shrooms or different different things like whatever drug is hard to get that's what they had but but in general like obviously if you're being trafficked they're not asking you before they stick that needle in your no. butt you know no. and you don't you have no idea what they're even putting in you you don't 
you don't. And if they give you a drink, I mean, you drink it. It's like you either drink it or you suffer severe abuse either on camera or right before you go on camera. And then it's just, it's kind of like you have that Stockholm where you just do what they say, because it's like, it'll be a little bit less worse if I just do what they say. And then at some point you're like, well, I'd rather just be drugged up. So I don't have to feel what I'm feeling. Wow. Thank you, Madison. I think that's a, a strong deterrent for anyone who's watching or anyone who's even struggling with it right now. Um, just, just get away, ask God, he, yeah. he can heal you from it. And, uh, it's, it's a bad thing and you don't yeah. want to support you're supporting lucifer exactly when you do and if this. you're addicted to it you know i wrote my book there's a guy named craig gross i mean i haven't talked to him um, in a while now but he wrote the foreword he was known as the porn pastor in the porn industry him and his wife would go into the porn shows and have jesus loves porn star he porn stars he created a software where if you're addicted to it it has like an accountability partner so if you click on it you can download the software on all of your devices and everything and then it would go to whoever your accountability partner because porn addiction is a is an addiction and you do need help it's just like alcohol anonymous or yeah. um, narcotics or anonymous so i mean you know i don't know much about the software i just know that that's one of the things i know is out there if people are addicted to it and they need help yeah, there was an elder in a church that I used to attend who uh, went up in front of the congregation and said, listen, I've been in this. And uh, I think it probably got, you know, he got caught by his wife, I think, and that yeah. probably started it. But uh, I bet. he was sincere and he realized the damage it did. Uh, but you had mentioned your book, Madison. So I, I want to give out your website now. If you, you want to get Madison's book, I think it's going to be an incredible read. I haven't got a copy of it yet, but I will. But it's crazytrain.org, which I love. Crazytrain.org. Uh, you can go and get Madison's book directly. That way you're not given any, you know, Bezos money or anything like that. So um, please do visit to it and support her. Let's, she's, she's in the fight. She's rescuing kids along with Claire. That's a real thing. Uh, and, you know, they didn't, they didn't ask me to give that plug. I asked if I could because I know what they're doing and they really do need your support uh, and your prayer support as well. But Madison, the biggest news, uh, you know, listen, there's nothing more important than a human life. So I want to, but, you know, we, we hear of rescue stories every day and, I, and I'm thankful for that. What we don't hear every day is what you've been saying on a couple shows recently about some tribunals that you've been going to. <laughs> oh, I've gone to them. They're they're done now. I mean, unless I get another subpoena, but yes. So tell me how this starts. Tell me about getting the subpoena. And then I want to walk through, I want to, I want to have a visual of what you saw and you know the things that happened as you go into this. And I know you you said about a hundred uh different yeah. tribunals. Right. I mean, I was trafficked for almost a decade, so that's why there are so many. So um I actually am suing my traffickers, not so much for the money because I've gotten large money offers from them. I mean, huge, I mean, like millions and millions of dollars and I've turned them down because their stipulation is to stop naming names. And I'm like, you can shove that money up your, you know, cause God will take care of me. And so um, I am in normal court lawsuits. I have an attorney that's representing me. And so she had called me, she's like, I got a subpoena. I'm like, well, what the, okay, great. Like who's subpoenaing me at this point? Cause people will try to subpoena the evidence that I have, but they can't get it. And like, there's like a lot of process you have to, you know, get it. And so she's like, we need to meet. I'm not going to talk to you over the phone. We need to meet. So she shows me a paper. She's like, this is a military, um, 
subpoena. And I was like, why do I, why am I having a military subpoena? I'm not, I'm a civilian. I'm not in the military. I'm not in law enforcement. Like, why am I getting this subpoena? And she's like, I don't know, but I will make a couple calls, but you have to go to Washington and you need to like, I'm guessing testify, but she's like, let me find out. So I was told that I need to go to Washington and testify against because of the claims that I was making in normal court is that they saw it. I don't know how they saw it. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. And so I flew out to Washington. I flew out a couple of times. I mean, I do have two kids. I am a single mom. And so to go out there multiple times, I said to my attorney, I cannot keep just flying out here. Like I also am in law school. Like I have a lot going on. I'm like, can we just bust these like tribunals out very quickly? And like, let's, get done with. So she set it up like that, where I went out to Washington and we did um, bust them out. Tribunal, military tribunals are not the same as um, like normal court, like normal court, you can be in court for years, right? Litigation, criminal, whatever, it can take years. Um, Tribunals are not like that. They're very quick. Like, here's the evidence. Is this you, you know, you're swearing under the military of America, that this is, you know, all is true of what you're saying. It was very intense because I don't look at any abuse videos or anything like that. It's the first time probably ever that I had seen it in front of me. So it was very emotional and and hard. So I did go out there. At first, I didn't want to go. I was like, this is going to put a huge target on my back. And I mean, and I was talking to Jess and Claire and Carmen before, and I was like, you know, God told me to name names. And when we got the subpoena, I was like, Lord, seriously, why are you putting me in this battle? And he's like, you got to go. And I do love my country a lot. I, I, we live in a free country. We're sovereign Americans. And so I just knew that a duty to my country and a duty, not even to my country, but to my kids to be like, you know what, mommy went through hell, but like, I stood up for you and I stood up for our freedom and I fought and you don't have to be in the military to fight for our freedoms. You can go and fight. And that was my way of like giving back to my country of, and for the, all the ones that fought before me and fought for us to be free. You know? and God and God bless you for it. So I, I don't know how much information you can relay about this, but so they, they fly you out to DC. Can you give where they were held? Are you no. allowed? You can't. I'm under, I am under a gag order. There are certain things I can talk about that I've talked with my attorney, uh, but I cannot give any um, locations of, of where I was at. Okay. So without giving a location, is there a fence around this particular area that you had to go past? Oh, Jeff, Jeff, you're going the sly way. She can't Yeah, say. I, you know, <laughs> let me just tell you, all I can say is this. Um, it would have been a secure location. We can say that. There's a secure location. And I can tell you, D.C., when I went out there, it, it's a, it looked like a war zone. I mean, when we were like traveling, like, so I've been to Europe and and whatever, you know, you give your passport and whatever. It was very similar, but you're in the United States. I didn't have to give a passport, but you had to give like, what are, why are your papers of why you are here? It's like, you're going through customs. That's what it reminded me of, of going through like a custom check, but in the United, in the United States. (laughs) Now, are you able to give a time period of when this was happening? So I went out there multiple times. So I think it was like January through March. 
January through March. And then I did do um, a Facebook post right when I was done with the tribunal and I read out the letter um, to my attorney wanted me to write a letter to my traffickers. I didn't want to because I'm like, they don't have power over me anymore. And she's like, I think that you, they call it a victim impact statement, even like that's just what it's called. I hate that word because I'm not a victim. So I was like, well, I'll, you know, write it. I, wrote it and then I read it on a Facebook live just for survivors to know that you do not have to be defined by what these monsters did. And that's what they are. They're monsters and they are, they're demons that they're, they're horrible people. So um, I believe it was the end, like middle of March, I believe was when I was done. And if they called me back, I would go, but I'm, I'm hoping that I'm done. It depends on who else they might snatch up. And so the type of people, I, I know you've named some names, you, you named the acting Pedotus, Joey B. Um, were there other prominent politicians, uh, movie stars? Uh, what, what type of people were there? So some people I didn't see, I just testified against. So some were there and some were not. Um, Tom H. I was not there, but testified against him. Um, there's a a globalist who gave to the, I'm going to say it, Podo, I don't know how to say it, Podotis, however you say it. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's P-E-D-O, so think of that word, P-E-D-O, and then T-U-S. Oh, so yeah, oh, I like, okay, yeah, you're Podis, right, it's Podotis, yes, so um, him, and so the person, um, George S., had given to his campaign, um, it, I've spoken out against him a lot recently, he was there as well and so testified against him and then some of the other ones i i'm under a gag order and i can't but that's probably because there's more testimony that will be given against them but the type of people would they be more hollywood people political activists government types i think that it's going to shock the world of the majority of the people that were there I, that's what I think. And I am speaking out against actors, politicians, and globalists. And so I think that it's even the ones that I've talked out against, I, I really do think it's going to shock the world. And I think people need to really prepare themselves because, and I think the first one that they come out with is going to really shock the world. I really do. Oh, oh, so you, oh, wow. You know who that is. We've been taking bets on it. Um, <laughs> We, we literally have been taking bets and, and actually one of our diggers gave me a really good uh, alternative. So my money's always been on, well, Obama. That's who my money's been on. Um, and by the way, Jesse yeah. told, I don't know if you've heard this because you have, if you haven't followed our programs, but uh, George S. that you were talking about, he was the head of the, uh, well, I'll let Jesse say it when she gets back on. And he stepped down and Obama took the place. And, you know, we've got the pictures of Obama wearing, you know, the complete yeah. satanic garb and everything. Crazy. Yeah. Well, oh, well, Jesse's frozen. Oh. I think he might lose that bet. I'm just going to say. So anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did hear that. Okay. She's a one, isn't she? This yank. She's a one. Uh, well, wait to see the first the first date I send her on. Absolutely. <laughs> her on. You know what they say, Jeff? She's trouble. We'll make sure we send her on a strange date. <laughs> oh, it has to be good TV. It has to be good TV. So. This is killing me today all the internet. Yeah, so uh, Jesse, we were just I was just saying that uh, you know. 
uh, George S. stepped down and gave the reins over to uh, to Obama. Do you want to talk about that yeah. for a second? Yeah, so I've brought forward how um, George S. was the head of the Satanic Council. His position was called the Phoenix. And then Obama stepped into that in May, uh, supposedly. Um, but, you know, some of the things that, you know, George worked hand in hand with um, Oprah Winfrey um, and their humanitarian projects were South Africa and education. And you saw, you know, Obama, when he stepped into that position, you know, what's the first thing he does, gives a graduation speech, you know, on Zoom and, but he's taken over, I believe the education funds and everything like that, that were under George S. Yeah, well, and if you saw, I don't know if you even um, in different media, whatever, George S., his accounts have been completely frozen, completely, you yeah. know, and I talk about Oprah and what happened. I'm like, where those kids, those kids do not just disappear and no one talks about it. And then it's like, oh, you know, I've been called, I get more threats by uh, the BL, you know what the right. last word is. Yeah. From talking out against her and Obama, they're like, well, you're a racist and, and you can't talk out. And I've been told well, you can't talk out against them because you're white and you have white privilege. I'm like, okay, well, I guess if I have a job at that's white privilege, okay. And I survive them. I mean, and if they were, I mean, this, this might sound horrible, but if they were black and they tortured me and raped me, then that was fine. Cause they were black and I'm white. No, that there's evil and good. There's no color in anything evil. There's evil or good. There's no in between pick one. It, it's all schematics. You know, it's all little groups that, um, we'll just say the Nazi regime set up. Yeah, you know that individuals who worked along with you know Soros and worked with the protector departments that were set up for the elite, and now those individuals' um, descendants are running those programs. You know, yeah. so that's the truth of it: is that you've got people in the system, and it's their job to discredit and detour and tell you what the narrative. And and these uh, these BLMs and stuff like that. Listen, they're they're all MK Ultra. <laughs> like I, I'm convinced. Yeah. Like the programming and and by the way, like you know, I used to play video games, and, and now I'm thinking, like, look, what were these games doing to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? I talk about that a lot when we talk about um, when I do different anti-trafficking videos or anything like that. I say they're coming for our kids. I, I took technology away from my kids. My kids act different if I give them technology, even for an hour. I mean, they are just disrespectful and rude and they're like great kids. I mean, they love Claire. They talk to Claire. But then if I've given them technology and Claire calls, they'll, they'll be like, no, no, I'm not going to talk to you. Like it's I'm telling you, there's a manipulation when it comes through on the technology for sure I believe that but I don't take that isn't I won't let them get away with it when I, I just make sure they get to the camera oh well, she's like Auntie Claire will come you she tells them they can't go to the big Ben if they don't shoot they don't oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well listen this has been a fun show we got to get you back on and uh I, as I said I before the show I wanted to a a radio one where we could go uncensored and and go sure. a lot further into some of the stuff and uh i just want to ask the audience to surround them with prayer as you do this show and particularly our army um you know the the top people because they're really in the fight and the threats are real uh you know and it's not a, listen the enemy is uh is not going away without a fight as well so you know we really do need 
you, the army, to to pray and surround because prayer is our weapon of mass destruction. Amen. You know, and Absolutely. and and it's the power of the tongue as well. Don't forget, BritishBird.org is going to be up in a couple of days, and if you want to, you know, volunteer on there, or if you need help, or if you need know someone who needs help, this is a good way to make contact. So we're just a couple of days away from doing that. And CrazyTrain.org, get Madison's book. I'm going to read it for sure. Um, I know it's going to be an eye opener. Gets hit. You don't strike me as the type of person who holds back. You know, I didn't, that book was very healing. The only um, regret I have is I wish I would have named names back then, but my next book will, I think it's going to be a, a good sequel to it. Oh, absolutely. And so. well, you can always put the revised edition out, right? That's, that, I, that is true. You know, um, <laughs> you know Bobby became Billy G. Right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Could that be the first one? Oh, <laughs> you better not put me on a first date with some guy named billy g okay <laughs> oh jeff jeff i'll give you a grand today if you do <laughs> i'll give you two if you don't <laughs> jesse you're throwing uh, him wait wait okay three i want to see something happen <laughs> oh my god okay girl if, then i'm gonna Yours next is going to be Billy Bob Joe. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, that is the name of. Is that the name of the what? Is that the name of like her kid or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of her last boyfriend. <laughs> no offense to any Billy Bob Joes out there. I love you very much. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Well, it's like me, what I said before as well. Got to be careful, haven't you? <laughs> you and I, you and I have similar mouths. We just I, they just run away with us, both of our I mouths. Know. But then Jess cut off. So wait, your kid's not Billy Bob Joe, right? You said something, someone's name is something. <laughs> oh, I, I said actual the you know name of the Arkansas KKK guy who runs that. His name is Billy Bob. So oh, God. there there are real people who have these names, and it it could get interesting. <laughs> and that oh. would be a perfect candidate for the show. Yeah, that's what uh, you would start out with. Do you know that the leader of the KKK? Yeah, but I'm dyslexic, <laughs> aren't I? I'm dyslexic, so I'd call him like Bobby Knob or something like that. I'd get it totally wrong. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, we, we got to add that question. What are the nicknames? And um, Bobby Knob, no. what would you like to ask a question about today? <laughs> okay. So, Madison, I, I need a beauty shot from you. What? Okay. I need a beauty shot. <laughs> so beauty send shot? me send me the photo from your book or something like that. I've okay. already got one of Jesse. Oh, okay. oh so for the cover for the show is that what it is? No. I, like, I guess, no, I guess this, this is the, the real deal. This is to get you. someone who's outside of our circles and say, Would you like to have a virtual date with this woman? Yeah. Oh my. Well, and then and then what's gonna happen it. is we're gonna record the, the video date. <laughs> and then Claire and I are going to replay it on air, but we'll keep pausing and commenting on everything that's happened. Oh, yeah. Because the thing is, can I tell you one of the inside tricks? Tell, I'm going to, Mad Madison, I'm going to have to drop you in this one because it makes me laugh. Today, I said, now, don't forget when we're talking, I won't say any rude jokes, which obviously I did, sadly. And <laughs> you, you can't talk too fast. So she went, don't worry, I've sorted that. I put a post sticker on the computer. <laughs> 
we, we will have to make this a virtual double date. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think Jess and I need to be in it together. I don't know these like weirdos. Like they'll be like analyzing my house and like, you know. I'm just sitting here like, um, hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not a chit chatter, so. Let me say, I have some doozy dates. I could probably just start with those ones. Ask right, them if they right. want to go on a second one. You want to go on a second one? We can just redo our first one. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has to be someone that Claire and I decide is right for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. right. That you decide is right. <laughs> oh, that's the evil laugh coming out. <laughs> I know, but I'm just thinking, oh, you better be nice to me, babe, the next few weeks, man. <laughs> yeah, you better be nice. You're lucky I'm going on a 10 day, you know, like you're lucky. Your time you're, you're you're I'm, I'm so glad you're going on that days. Let's let's set up some more child rescue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna okay. come back and then these two are gonna like send me a text. Um, okay, so I have a lineup for you and Jess. So let's like get on this lineup of dates. Yeah, but can I ask you, do you like guys in dungarees? <laughs> what is a dungaree? <laughs> <laughs> What's a dungaree? I was like, I don't think I want to ask that question. <laughs> What's a dungaree? That sounds like ah, just fun. Isn't that the overall? You know, where you got the two straps. They got no. the. Isn't that? Wait, you know, you know right 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 right? A dungaree is an overall, Claire. You know, you know, like the denim dungarees, where you like the, like the bib and braces, but they don't wear anything under it. They just got tattoos and the nipples show. You're talking about overalls. <laughs> <laughs> overalls. Sounds like you're saying something inappropriate. Stop saying yeah, it. Right. Can I just say, I'm sorry. Okay, English, I guess. English I, I humor. Know. English humor doesn't go very well across the pond. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not even English humor. That's like weird English dungaroo. How dare you? I'm not freaky. <laughs> <laughs> but well, actually, I, so I would say the opposite. She can say something really dirty, but it just sounds proper. <laughs> yeah, it does. No, I, I think we it. gotta just add these people to our conversation, you know, and and make it like a group date thing. So. <laughs> yeah, why can't wait, Jeff? Are you single? No, no, his no, but, but I have been authorized to grow a harem. Can I just say, <laughs> no. Madison? Madison, you can't date him. He's the host. He's I'm the host. gonna date him. I want He's him to go on dates too. Just listen, he's single, but you can't date the host. I don't. We, we have gotten payback on Jeff. You know, I mean, we've talked about some of these things and trying to help his marriage out in, you know, his side of the relationship. You know, his, his I just got to tell him, Jeff, his, his uh, Mother's Day gift was to say, hey, baby, you don't have to do my laundry today. No. Oh, my God. Yeah, working on these things. The that was reasonable. <laughs> That's like you don't have to like get it. never mind. Like, come on. <laughs> That's hilarious, isn't it? So, so we can help him with his marriage through these yeah. dates, you know. Jeff, mm -hmm. you want to ask our date. What do Jeff, you think yeah. that Jeff should give his wife for Mother's Day? I've got it. <laughs> oh, I think Jeff I should we, should, we could plan out dates for him and his wife. That would be awesome. Yeah, and then we can host that and then comment on it. Right. You could My come wife will never go on day. camera. She is the shyest thing. Is well, she? Jeff, you just oh, got yeah. a man through it alone. I mean, and she we can... are totally the opposites, honestly. <laughs> opposites attract, and that that's it. She's got <laughs> class, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> but, Claire and I don't have class, so I don't know how we attract each other. Well, that's why we're getting along. <laughs> 
you know what? I, I, listen, I think we just got to do this as a regular show, the four of us. Like, oh my goodness. Oh my I don't, we don't need any other guests anymore. We'll just have fun, the four of us. <laughs> no, no, we need to bring Tom back too. Tom is hilarious. You know, I mean. Oh, we should set up Bob. Oh my gosh, yeah. We had a good show with them. That was where we originally, he, he did, you know, the She Divorced Satan comment was on with Tom and Angela. That's oh right. Oh my goodness. So Tom is also a survivor. So we'll have a male survivor. He's a celebrity. <laughs> yes. We'll set him up yes. with someone too. Okay. We got to get Tom on this show too. Bye. Oh, it's going to be funny. Celebrity survivor dating. Yeah. I love this thing. Oh my it's God. Really is it, what are you calling it? I'm going to make a post about this. I'm going to be like, so celebrity survivor dating. Yeah. Show. Right. right. Think, yeah. Okay. Survivor dating. I'm writing this down. So far, so far, I've only got four people. <laughs> what, what's going to be really interesting is my idea on how to get the dates. Yeah. We've already got the celebrities. Mm. You could come up with some of your romantic ideas, like go go home on a Friday and bring like four loo rolls and a box of bleach. You know. <laughs> So I hope you know that was humor, right? It was humor. <laughs> For people that don't know what Lou is, that is toilet paper. Toilet yeah. paper. <laughs> You've got a toilet paper thing too? I mean, my whole team, you know, harasses me about bathroom confessions and, you know... <laughs> So this is, a, okay, for the men who are going to date Jesse, they're going to have to send a picture of their bathroom first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if their toilet paper goes under and not over, they're out. Just saying. Yeah. It's got to go over. Yeah, you put make sure profile. Also, do, what's the loofah like? <laughs> right. The loofah. <laughs> if there is a loofah. <laughs> I don't know what these things are. <laughs> okay, so the show will also be educational. Uh, Jeff, you need to buy it's your loofa. It's long, it's long like this, and it's sort of got a bit scratchy, and it's long. That's not a loofa. That's a loofa here is a, it's like a circle soft thing. That's I a brush. That thing oh, you put the soap on. Yes. We have different names for everything, though, don't you? You, you're, you're. What's the funny pack? That's like a bag, isn't it? A bum you bag. guys call it a bum bag. It's a fanny pack here. <laughs> we, we call it a bum bag. <laughs> you can have hours of fun with us. Hours. We'll just roll on for hours. And we're cheap. Yes. We're cheap. We don't cost anything. You just literally do the Zoom call. We can just sit on that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, Do you know what? Your listeners are going to go, well, we didn't get much intelligence, did we? But we had a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They may have a problem. I mean, I was just purchased, you know, a couple of years back. It, they haven't claimed me yet, but uh, there <laughs> was a high you. price there. So, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and that'll wow. be a shocker when that comes out too. <laughs> who, who actually did it? Yeah. Right. And like, seriously, I do have some stalkers. So you're going to have to like run names by me if we do this. I'm like, I I'll too. show up with one of my stalkers and be like, seriously? No. Oh, oh no. it's my I special thing. <laughs> Stalkerdating.com. Stalkerdating.com. 
no, no, girl, you better. No. Okay. <laughs> I will just put out there, I won't say his name, but he knows who he is. But one of my favorite stalkers, you know, got mad. He was challenging saying, you know, are you going to reveal stuff or not? And then sent me a picture of him with his gun in his, you know, uniform. And then with the special, you know, bring it on my bitch. So, you yeah. know, it, it, it can get fun sometimes, you know, we can ask for pictures. Yeah, yeah, the stalker dating one. They, they do send some, yeah. We I don't I call them our special fans. You know, maybe we they are special, special fans. Special <laughs> fan dating. At least yours have clothes on. I'm like, seriously, put some clothes on, okay? You're not that big. Put it, cover it up, okay? I, I know, I'm inappropriate. Jesus, forgive me. Some yeah. guy what? was sending me a photo. I didn't know who he was. He got my name out of my website, and he sent me a photograph of this. Do you know what? And it was just there. Women are really going to get turned on by that photo. <laughs> like, really? No, no, but the thing is, Jeff, it was awful because you said it was like it's Willie in his hands, but in the background, all I could focus on was the fact he had a poor mic and worktop in his kitchen. <laughs> 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 and, and that it wasn't real marble. So I had to say, he said, he put, what do you think of that? And I went, well, I don't like the fact you've got cheap work tops. <laughs> <laughs> he never texted again. That was it. Wow. <laughs> well, so took a turn. send your photos too. <laughs> I didn't know him. I didn't know him. He just got my information off my website. But that's what you get. You get people doing silly things like that, don't you? Yeah. You know. yeah. Send your bathroom photos to write on Jeff. <laughs> I don't mail to Jesse anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Jess numbers one eight hundred Jeff Shepherd. Yes. Yeah. Text it to there, please. One eight hundred flatulence. You know what? They're going to be laughing their heads off when they listen to this tonight. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. I don't edit shows ever, except for once when Jesse spoke out something she shouldn't have said, but I might have to edit this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really? that was a bomb. We decided not to drop at that moment and had to take it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Oh, well. That's funny. We'll, hey, we'll keep the edited one for when we have a good laugh in a few years' time and we can put all them all live and go, well, we don't care what people think now. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, we, don't, don't, we don't care what people think, but <laughs> I don't care. You know yeah. what? It's funny because people are always so, generally, uh, if you study psychology, people are so concerned about what people think of them. They'll spend 80% of their day just working on the perception that others have of them. And Ooh. a wise person told me this, and I'll never forget it. When you're wondering what people are thinking about you, they're not. That, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So That's going to be a tiring yourself. way to live. Right. Wow. So, you know, I, I think, don't care. I think, um, no, I don't think <laughs> the four of us, us four are quite similar like that because I don't think I was, I don't think I've been brought up that way. My father used to always say, ignore what people do and say, you should more, you should be more worried when they stop thinking about you or stop, stop talking about you. Then you're not interesting. So, That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. Well, listen, will you guys come back? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna email you my personal phone numbers. We gotta keep in touch on this yeah. stuff, and and if you ever need you know to talk to someone or something like that, you can ring me. 
you know, because you're doing some serious work and I want to support you. I'll pray for you right on the spot. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse yeah. sends me these all the time and uh, and I do to her as well. Uh, we're in this fight together. We'll support you. And I want our audience to support you as well. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you, Claire and Madison, for uh, what a great time. I think I'm going to name this episode absolutely no intel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah, I love it. Why not? So, listen, you've been watching Right On Radio. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right On Radio. Right On Radio.